0: School change is complicated. Well, actually organizational change is always complicated, difficult at best. Today we're going to discuss how, we hope, human-centered design or design thinking will be the framework that can help guide innovation and change to help Waseca Public Schools be a better place to teach and learn. Welcome in Brooke McGuire, our director of teaching and learning, in her very first podcast, and it's my second, so it's not like <laughs> I'm this experienced person. Um, welcome, Brooke. Thank you. Uh, we're going to be discussing today about organizational change and and how design thinking we hope can be that process uh, for Westsika Public Schools. And we're going to start with the common quote: "Change is hard." We've all heard that one before. And so Brooke, I want to just get your take first on what your um, opinion is about that quote.
1: Well, I think change is hard. I think it's uncomfortable for people because you're taking what is comfortable and then switching that up. So anybody in education, anybody who's a parent knows how important routines are and how important um, some type of structure is. So when you take that and change it to an extent, it can just be a challenge.
0: Yeah, change is the disruptor. And you use the word and they're the uncomfortable, which I, I like too. I I don't like because when, when we say something is hard, it, I feel like it gives you an excuse not to do it. And you can. You can change. Um, it just makes it's difficult. It's it's um and like you used you know, uncomfortable. Um and so that's, that's why I always try to change it when people use that quote. I try to change that word from hard to difficult or uncomfortable. And then to me it feels like, yes, you're right, I can change, but it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge.
1: Right, Thanks. and for some people there's risk involved with that, and if they're not comfortable with taking that risk or putting themselves out there a little bit, then that's where the, the word hard, I think, or uncomfortable comes in. So the culture of innovation is a term that gets thrown out there quite a bit. What do, what do you think that means? Yeah,
0: there's no doubt innovation is a very um, popular term uh, used uh, right now in education. Um, but culture of anything, um, culture takes time to build. Um, and when we're talking about innovation, I, I think that's a, a 21st century term. Uh, I know we're in 2020 already and we're moving well into the 21st century, but Um, change as we already discussed um, is not is uncomfortable for people but it's necessary um, in order for us to evolve in time so that's why I I think it's it's something you just can't say you're gonna do you have to build it into your culture Um, and and that's what I hope the culture change um, we can start building that not only in our our staff but in our students and our parents and uh, having that growth mindset Um, that will serve them well in their future.
1: I agree, I think that building that culture instills it in you as an educator so that you truly can live it with your students as opposed to just talking it.
0: And we, we, we were talking off microphone before this too of what's worse, staying the same and being comfortable and doing it well or changing and failing. Uh, and then changing again, ideating, and failing again, and trying to find that new comfort. Um, What's worse?
1: I think it has to be a careful balance of both, because I used to not like the word innovate, because I felt that that meant you had to be innovative, Um, but I think I don't think you have to be innovative to be effective. You can be effective without being innovative. So I think you can have a careful mix of doing what you're doing and doing that well, but then thinking about how can I do something better? How can I be more effective with this one particular area? And taking a risk in that area and testing it out and seeing what works while still maintaining your overall effectiveness, but just trying new things judiciously. Yeah,
0: but I think you're selling yourself short there. What that is, is when you're looking for continuous improvement, that you know you can do something better, or just this one little area I can do a little bit better. That's that's innovation to me. That's, your innovation is not this, uh, to me again, it's not this explosion or this unbearing of this treasure that all of a sudden no one knew about before. It's a lot of these little baby steps that lead to maybe a dramatic shift, but you had to do those little changes to build capacity in your brain to allow you to take that leap of faith, so to speak. Uh, And I think that's where we run into trouble a lot when we're working with um, district wide initiatives is that we've done the time to make those little incremental changes and see where this could go to make that shift, but we haven't done a good enough job of, of uh, having other people experience those little changes so that they can see it's, this is the moment, this is the time or feel even like this is the moment, this is the time to make that that shift.
1: Regardless of how that change happens, that just proves why that culture of innovation is so important to have that climate and that culture where people feel comfortable to take some of those small risks and leaps of faith.
0: But we can't have it be at random. And that I think that's where we're at right now is we're we're just having onesie twosies. We're having some people experience this change and some people not experience this change, or some people taking the risks and some people not taking the risks. And that that's to me, we haven't developed a culture yet, then of innovation. Where when you have the culture, it's just it just happens. It naturally happens, and it's almost an expectation then that it's happening um, all the time. So, in my opinion, we have what we're failing at is that we don't have a system. We don't we don't have it in play, uh, so everyone understands where this shift is coming from, and and how I can be a part of that 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 shift and that change, and I can build my capacity then um, in change. So that's why I think. Um, the, our partnership that the spring we had with Innovate K-12 and the Blue Jay Idea Party that came about this summer, uh, this past summer, is, is really going to help us with that change.
1: So how did this partnership even come about? How, where did Innovate K-12 come from?
0: My uh, my first year um, in this gig, I um, went to Minnetonka School District um, and they have a school visit set up twice a year um, and uh, Stacy Collins uh, who talked me into to going up to Minnetonka and, and seeing what their innovation and change was and uh, we went up and uh, Brian Herring um, went up and our director of te- technology um, and we, we was, I think it was kind of a field trip too for us to bond a little bit uh, Brian and I uh, we need a little bonding time because we Brian is in his his own little cubicle and his own little world. And then he had this new position of me and he had to start working with, and it was kind of our little field trip of, of doing that. But anyway, while, while I was at Minnetonka, their assistant superintendent there um, had this he, segment on um, leadership and um, branding uh, and developing a culture of innovation. And, he, and I sat in on that segment and his name was Eric Schneider. Um, and I was just super motivated by what he had to say. and. Um, they have all these different um, uh, initiatives that Minnetonka was doing that was differentiating itself from uh, many of the school districts that got people going, like, hey, we want to do what Minnetonka's doing. Um, and so eventually, what Eric ended up doing is he started his own company because he was spending so much time working with other school tris- districts trying to um, implement what they were doing. And he couldn't. He couldn't do his own job of what he was doing for the Mitsunaka School District. So that's where his Innovate K12 came up with um, their company. And so I introduced him to Tom, uh, Tom Lee, our our, our, uh, superintendent here. And uh, we started meeting this um, past spring here about partnering up with uh, their company to help us uh, shape the culture of innovation.
1: So now he's doing this with other districts, too, not just Wasika.
0: Yeah, it went from uh, the first year, I believe they had 12 school districts. And we can ask him uh, next week when he comes. I think it was 12 the first year. And they moved up, they doubled it to 24. And now there are over 60 school districts uh, that are in part, and including St. Peter um, uh, is, is in Innovate K-12 um, Austin. Is in innovate K twelve as well, uh, so we have some local southern Minnesota schools that are starting to do this innovation change, uh, too.
1: So talk more about the our Blue Jay Idea Party and how that came about because you had more involvement with that.
0: Yeah. So the the summer there was um, a summit uh, that helped teach the culture of innovation process um, and how you can um, take um, a collective. Uh, experience from a whole organization and try to figure out how you can solve some complicated problems and that process is called um, design thinking um, which was made by Stanford University um, popular by Stanford University I should say um, in Silicon Valley and helping all these major major companies come up with unique ways of of coming up with new products um, that made that, that area of our country so um, famous. Um, the Blue Jay Idea Party part um, is funny. It, it's a lot of its branding um, with, with the, the process. So, what, what the concept of Innovate K 12 is that they want to have um, a crowdsourcing uh, concept. They want to they go to the stakeholders, all stakeholders, and ask them. What? how to make it better. How, do we, how can we make their organization better? And so the branding for us was a party uh, because Blue Jays together is called a party. And so the play on words then was to actually have a party and we'll just call it the Blue Jay Idea Party. So that's where the branding came from late summer uh, and to our fall kickoff when we welcome back to school. We introduced it to all staff. And on September 30th, our first staff day, uh, we had our kickoff, which was a party. We tried to get a DJ. We tried to get Craig uh, Simmons in. He had a conflict the day before, of course. So we had popcorn with Ted Hammond going on. Uh, we did have some music going on. And uh, we had kind of a little kickoff where everyone came right before lunch. And uh, we used their platform uh, to get everyone signed on to. And we took a quick 10 minutes. And we had all 165 licensed staff uh, and anyone else we were asking for paras and office staff and custodial staff and anyone who wanted to show up to the party and propose a question or propose a a a problem that you want solved here in our in our school district. And it was absolutely awesome because it, it you're putting yourself out there, you're putting your name uh to to this problem and that's that's taking a risk right there. Um, and we had up to 90, ended up being 97 total ideas. So almost half of our staff, uh, total staff, um, submitted um, ideas. And that, that's incredible first year. I mean, that's, we we're hoping for 30 and we got triple that. Uh, so then we, from that process, we, we let the people vote Um, On which problem they wanted to see solved and ask some questions and and post resources and We had star ratings that happened too and then from all of that. We did that over a month period of time uh, we ended up um, uh, Having our our top vote getters and ironically six um, of our four of our six top vote getters were a similar idea uh, and that was with um, realignment of our elementary grade levels of of um, our k three three five, or sorry four five um, grade level alignments and the junior high alignment then two, and also of uh, addressing our our primary school, Hartley Elementary and um, upgrading the facilities that are there. And so while we're looking thinking about both of those, Maybe we can get creative here of, of how we can solve both the, the structure problem, but also maybe maybe there's a great alignment. So that was four of the top six ideas. So that was pretty evident that we had to solve that problem or try to solve that problem anyway. Uh, the next one was up your alley, Brooke, uh, uh, the, the professional development side. Uh, we all know it's not perfect and uh, how we do it. And uh, so uh, Amy Serk here at the central building um, put out a, a personalized way of getting professional development and if we could do that even better uh, too so i'm kind of excited about that one i think hopefully most people are
1: right I think a lot of people don't um, have had experiences positive and negative professional development experiences so to focus on what makes a professional development po- uh, experience positive and try to focus on that will be uh, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with
0: and then our final idea uh, that we had was uh, by, by Paul Marlin, and Paul is a new counselor that we have at the high school, and Paul's been around the block a little bit, and he understands the partnerships, the critical partnerships of high school kids, um, of not necessarily focusing on success of high school on going on to a four-year college. and. Um, all the, the, the skilled labor around our communities and communities like ours that, that people are lacking, the, that companies and businesses are lacking, higher bill, um, two-year and certification-type employment jobs, and those are the vast majority of our jobs around here. So how can we, as a high school, engage those students who will be um, uh, employees and taxpayers in, in our school district very soon how, how can we get them that experience quicker uh, so they can see the high school? So that, that last group is uh, technical and trades, and, and how can we uh, partner our, our high school students uh, with local businesses and possibly community colleges around? So I'm just saying if we can solve one of those three problems to a, a higher level, I, I think this is a really highly successful um, Uh, initiative and and definitely a big step towards the culture of change um, that we have so I'm excited
1: and you mentioned at the beginning of talking about developing the Blue Jay idea party of getting ideas from everyone so it's really important to get as much involvement from as many different stakeholders as possible yeah
0: in out of the the 94 or 97 ideas that we had we had a few people submit multiple ideas but we did get it from a good chunk of widespread people from, like I said before, custodians and paras and uh, administration and uh, school board members. Uh, we, we did a good cross section there and the, the design thinking workshop, which, and that's the purpose of us really doing this podcast is kind of letting everyone know that this is happening and we're, we're going to make some predictions here. What we think is going to, we hope it happens and maybe some concerns we have with it too. But I, um, through it, through the design working, uh, thinking workshop, is that we have a good um, cross section of people at the table for each one of these problems, uh, so they can come with it, like you said, with different lenses. So we're not all group thinking; uh, we're, we're thinking differently. And by doing that, my hope, my hope is we will discover a solution that no one at that table had prior to coming to the table. And that's, that's the power of human design thinking, I think. It's just that more one brain or two brains is better than one. And then you just keep adding that together and life's whole experiences uh, too. And my experience is different from your experience and listening to other people's experiences will help me empathize and see it differently than I thought I saw before. So I'm I'm excited for that group, and I, I like I said I hope we can solve one of them. If we solved two, awesome. If we solve all three, we're gonna quit our jobs and move on because we just solved profession development, uh, how to align grades properly, and we just partnered um, with our our school with uh, our community to get skilled labor into it. So yeah, that's pretty good.
1: That'd be three wins.
0: Yeah. Um, you got any concerns, you got any, uh, or dreams that that's going to come from Wednesday here on January 15th?
1: Yeah, I'm really, I'm really overall just excited. I'm really excited just to participate in the whole design thinking experience, but then also to see some of the ideas that have come up with. I think through the voting, a lot of people saw some amazing ideas that they hadn't even thought about, um, as -hmm. being problems, but then after thinking about them, realized they really were problems, um. So that's a little bit related to part of my concern, too, is that people will will be very passionate about their specific ideas and maybe be laser focused on that one idea and how can we solve that one idea. But thinking about ideas that may be related to that problem and how we can solve that and overall get back to what you said at the very beginning of just improving this learning and teaching experience for everyone um, and keeping that as the kind of guiding focus, I think, will help keep us on track.
0: I hope people Eric Eric Schneider, who I spoke to about the the Minnetonka and my I guess attractiveness to what he was what he was uh, putting down, I was picking up. Um, I, I think I hope people attract to him like like I did, because he's engaging and he really makes he challenges you. And you're thinking, Eric's gonna come down here with his um, uh, counterpart, uh, Kristen Daniels, who was basically my position. Um, at uh, Cambridge Santee and she has just a wonderful wealth of knowledge of this process and how to guide schools through it too. And so between the two of them, they're a nice dynamic duel there that's going to get all our people fired up, I think, and and, uh, guided down the the right path. And when we leave that that Wednesday night here in 48 hours basically from the point we're making this podcast – to solving those three problems that we discussed before, we're gonna come out with a prototype and then we're gonna to have to test that prototype and we're probably gonna fail on that prototype and then we're gonna to have to go back and change it to 98 and then we're gonna fail again. And we, I think we'll build enough capacity in those people that are part of those teams um, to see the importance um, in that uh, too. So uh, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Brooke, that people already have the solution in their head I think Eric will do a nice job of make challenging those people to uh, think through a different lens then.
1: Right. I'm excited for the people there. So not just Eric and Kristen, but also all of the innovative people getting together. And I just think when you get all those people together and ideas start flowing, I'm really excited to to be able to hear what some of the people will come up with so we can have. And then the fact that we're coming out of that with a plan is like, whoa, like we're going to be off-the-ground running of actually trying something, it's a quick turnaround.
0: Yeah, and this is not just teachers. We, we have paras, administrators, school board members, communities, uh, community business owners there. we got community colleges there. Uh, heck, we even got someone from the Department of Ed there. Uh, so it, we we got a lot of, um, a good selection of people that are going to have a lot of different lenses. So I, I agree with you. I think because of that, we're going to come up with solutions and um, and we'll, we're definitely going to come back and let you know what those are. Um, we're going to, uh, after we're done experiencing this on Wednesdays, we'll try to get as quick feedback so that while it's fresh in our brains, um, pen to paper, so to speak, so that you can hear what actually happened and what we're going to do going forward. Got anything else you want to add?
1: No, can't wait.
0: All right, well, thanks for listening to our, I don't know, somewhat lengthy ramble here but not crazy um and second podcast for me and Brooks' initial voice is now on the airwaves of the internet it's
1: official
0: it is you're putting yourself out there
1: yep. stay tuned
0: yep see you next time bye Okay, uh, Mike. You want to give me your last name? Win Winsberger?
2: Okay. Winsberger.
0: and your position.
2: I'm a vocational rehab counselor for Waseca County.
0: Okay, so Mike, you kind of overheard me talking to Paul Marlin, who's our counselor, and kind of liked what you heard, and not not invited yourself, but you, yeah, you did. <laughs> but which was good, and it spurred on to us getting Riverland here and getting Central College here. Um, from Mankato um, so tell me, like your group, I wasn't really a part of your group what, what, how'd it go today, I guess
2: I think it went really well um, we, we were talking about um, getting students involved with the local businesses which are mostly blue collar jobs and so uh, our end prototype for today was to create a career fair setup. Um, to have students starting in their ninth grade right before registration to uh, explore careers and then choose their. And we're going to do that the in year. the
0: near future here. We're trying to plan to do it in the near future.
2: Trying to. Okay. Uh, nothing's set in stone yet, but, yep. but um, I'm really excited about the opportunity. And of course, if you need help with logistics or planning
0: or anything like that, you can always call me. Okay. Thanks, Mike. All right, I'm here with Principal Ben O'Brien of Hartley Elementary, and he participated uh, in our grade realignment slash building configuration group um, at a design thinking workshop. Um, ben, what's uh, what's your take on uh, the group and what their uh, process was like?
3: All right, thanks Clint. Uh, yeah, great day yesterday for all, and I, it was great to see the other two groups working through their process as well. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be living on the the facilities, yeah. As well as this regrade configuration, and um, you know when we got to uh, how might we?
0: I like that. Yeah. So your how might we that that was the stage of the design thinking where we after we we flared and got all these wild ideas, then we we try to laser it down to how might we blank and fill it in, and then you had to work on that one. So yeah. what was your how might we statement?
3: So just. You know, so the group knows you know, and everyone here listening in you know we walked away from a lot of the space and crowdedness and lack of flexible space because I think that conversation's already happening somewhere else, and we we honed in on how might we provide a non traditional learning experience in our current structure okay, and you know that that let us you know we can say personalized, we just want to say non traditional and um, we've seen some schools doing different things with personalized and non-traditional standards based grading, and um, I think we want to explore that. So our prototype is to try to explore that yeah. in a very, on a very small scale through the rest of the year and see if we can garner interest to grow it um, you know a year from now, make it bigger. but really it's between now and the end of the school year to, to do some small trials and then dial up that communication if we want to give it a run next yeah, fall?
0: Yeah. Um, well, there's two parts uh, that you kind of spoke to that got my interest a little bit of. One, we established, part of this process, we established norms for all the groups. And one of the norms was to break the status quo and, and try to think differently. And that's, uh, that's what I hear you saying here is, uh, we just, we want to try something different and and eric schneider who who runs the 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 design work uh, thinking workshop he he states that uh, we have bias towards action that's another term he uses a lot and we we ben you've been on groups i've been on groups we talk a lot we love talking and we're talking now but that's 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 my goal here is that these people that all spent that time last night and and had some awesome ideas that came of it that we actually do something with this. And we do it soon, sooner than later. And that sounded like your group had, had a plan a little bit for that.
3: Yeah, and I think definitely felt action ready to roll and trial. Um, and one of the big things we wrapped into this whole conversation about a non-traditional experience is to is to remember that everything that we're already doing, we feel really good about, and it is really good. So how do we make our, our people who want to hold in their mold yeah. feel good about that? Yeah. But we want to take some action to to try, yeah, and you know helping e- helping each other build each other up to give it a go um,
0: and that's another key part of it, the lean startup that's yep. this isn't we're not going large scale here with anything, so it's not a it shouldn't be a threatening thing at all uh to people, uh, but it does uh give the freedom. Uh, to both parties, the party that wants to try something new and the people that are, are want to see what happens to continue doing what they're doing. 100%. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. You bet, Clint. I'm with Kelly Gardner, uh, first grade teacher at Hartley. And she uh, accompanied uh, three other teachers in a para which we'll get around to, to other uh, people's interview here quick. But we just came back from Harrisburg, South Dakota, and we're on our drive home. Um, I'm using hands-free uh, during that time, but this time, and I just wanted to get feel uh, for just general thoughts of what you saw, what you, what you felt, um, what you're excited about, what uh, maybe that we're already doing that you saw. Just what, what's your general thoughts on, on your visit here? Yet?
3: One of the biggest takeaways for me was definitely how the students show ownership in their learning, they're proud of their learning, and how knowledgeable they are about their learning. The way that they talk about what learning target they are, the way that they talk about what they need to do to meet the goal, and even their feelings about not meeting a goal and having to go back and redo something, their mindset is just amazing and very positive I also really liked how there wasn't a grade level, and that never bothered the kids either. They're all willing to help each other. They're willing to work together. Um, there was a lot. There was a real good sense of community, even though they're not all in the same age.
0: One of the uh, uh, big takeaways that I have from going to Harrisburg, this being my sixth trip out there now, is how important their standard operating procedures are, and um, they call them SOPs, and how they develop that, not only with their staff two weeks before school starts, but when the kids show up, they spend the first two weeks of school um, preparing them for these standard operating procedures so that when they get into the actual personalized learning, they understand what, um, what helps them learn best and how to use all the tools and the procedures um, uh, that, that it makes this kind of a little complicated or maybe intimidating. So I, I know uh, that kind of perked your ears up, Bobby, Joe, so I want to speak towards more like what sort of things that you are passionate about with that?
1: I like the idea that the kids know going into school, what exactly we expect of them. They know what the rules are and they then hopefully will know how to behave within those rules.